Robert Nauer here about ethics and a little Navy story about ethics. Now, in 1979, I was appointed as the very first Navy exchange officer at Kings Bay Naval Base. Captain Courier, Richard Courier, was the base commanding officer. He was a submariner. His XO lived next door to me in the El Lugar condominiums. The Commodore for uh, Subron, I think it was Subron 6, also lived next door to me. We lived in a quad. And the base chaplain, John Taylor, also lived right across the street from me in the El Lugar condominiums. But this story is not about them nor about me, except indirectly. I had a first-class yeoman who worked for Captain Richard Courier who came to me one afternoon, and he said, Mr. Nauer, I've been told that I can talk to you, and you're a very ethical individual, and you will keep my secrets a secret. I said, that depends. What you got? And he said, well, Captain Courier has been stealing brand new IBM Selectric 3 typewriters from the Navy as soon as they come into receiving. And at that time, the admin building was the receiving sector for all supplies. And they did have a supply officer there, a lieutenant for the base, but he predominantly worked down by the wharf. And... I guess he was not aware that the captain was stealing all of the brand new IBM Selectrics that came in. Because we got to remember, in 1979, we were not on computers yet. Not really. We were just, just barely, barely. Uh, we, did, we had huge floppy disks, huge ones that were like 12, 13 inches wide. And they were very rare. Courier was stealing all these typewriters that cost about $3,000 a piece. And he was giving them away and also selling them. But he was predominantly giving them to his friends that he wanted to cultivate for a future job when he retired from the Navy in the Kings Bay area. And so that's what he did. He gave free typewriters that cost $3,000 a piece of taxpayers' money to realtors, to council members, to sheriffs, to other brokers, to anybody that he could ingratiate himself. Now, here is my question, because my season four is all about ethics and integrity. Why would anybody who's a commanding officer, a four-striper, want to debase themselves to that degree? Kind of like Trump debasing himself in regards to stealing classified information the probability of possibly selling it and using it for other reasons. Who knows the reason, but the reality is people do these things because there's a weakness, a infirmity involved, a mental infirmity, uh, or a criminal, a criminal infirmity in their mind that makes them do these things. Is it unethical to steal from the taxpayers? Absolutely. Is it unethical to give government property to uh, neighbors and friends and trying to make uh, favors with people? Of course it is. So the question I always had, and I didn't involve myself too much in it, why would you do that? Especially as a commanding officer, somebody who's supposed to be a leader of men and women. Why would you debase yourself? Why would you think that you weren't going to get caught? Well, so the bottom line was, I, being the ethical individual that's his own first-class yeoman, was told that I was, said, 
yeah, I'll help you. I said, come with me, young man. And so I marched him right across the street to where the Naval Investigative Service Agent was for the base. He worked in a little tiny shack right across the street from the PX and from the commanding officer's office. And I introduced him to the NIS agent. And I said, this young man right here has a story to tell you. It's about the commanding officer stealing government typewriters to the tune of thousands of dollars. And uh, I said, he told me that he didn't want to do it once I told him that um, I was going to have to take you over to the NIS agent and you're going to tell your whole story. He didn't want to do it. But I told him, I said, well, if you don't do it, then I'm going to have to go tell the NIS agent about what you told me, and then you will be in trouble for not coming forward with a crime that you knew about. So he said, okay, okay, fine. And the yeoman finally said, I'll, I'll do the right thing. I'll tell you the story, but I need protection. And, and believe it or not, NIS made him a protected witness. They even went so far as to get him orders to go to Guam, where I met him later when I transferred out there a number of years later. Captain Courier's punishment for his wrongdoing, which he should have gone to Leavenworth Federal Prison, or Leavenworth Military Prison, which is far, far harsher than Leavenworth Federal Prison, was he was arrested by NIS at the request of Admiral Rickover, Hyman Rickover. Admiral Rickover had him handcuffed and brought by airplane to Bowling Green Air Force Base. First, they flew a helicopter to Kings Bay, landed in front of the commanding officer's office. Two agents went inside with a mastered arms and they arrested Captain Courier, brought him out, handcuffed in front of all the command staff. He boarded the helicopter, went to Mayport, was put on a plane to go to Bowling Green Air Force Base, and from there he went to the Pentagon to see Admiral Rickover. And Rickover basically told Captain Courier, he says, I'm not going to have you court-martialed though you should be, I'm going to let you retire. But your punishment is, if you accept it, to sit outside of my office for one year prior to your retirement, and you are going to sit at attention except for the period where you go to lunch and bathroom breaks. Other than that, you will come back, fold your hands, and sit at attention at a desk for the entire year until you are legally able to retire. He said, so if you accept my punishment, that's what you're going to get. Otherwise, you will be court-martialed. So, of course, Captain Courier accepted Hyman Rickover's punishment. And everybody who got to see Captain Courier sitting outside of Hyman Rickover's office for a year, they knew that Captain Courier had done something very bad, and it had to be extremely bad to get that kind of punishment from Rickover. But you also have to remember that this kind of action and lack of punishment, real punishment, going to prison or being court-martialed, was often the, the name of the game in the military and in the Navy prior to the tailhook affair, where Paula Coughlin was raped by a bunch of naval aviators at the Marriott Hotel in Las Vegas. Uh, those kinds of things, although they still do happen, they are punished today. And commanding officers and commanders, they get punishment. In fact, the Fat Leonard scandal is the most recent Navy scandal and the largest scandal in history where two admirals have been prosecuted, one admiral has already gone to prison, a number of Navy captains are going to prison, some have already gone to prison, a number of Navy commanders and lieutenant commanders have been in charged, indicted, and convicted, and they are also going to prison. Out of a total of 550 officers that could be indicted, so far only 45 have been and will be going to prison. If Captain Courier had done 
what the com commanders and captains and admirals did in the Fat Leonard scale, which what they did was absolutely right on par with what Captain Courier did. Captain Courier would be going to federal prison probably for 15 to 20 years. And that was the case of Captain Courier of Naval Submarine Support Base, Kings Bay, the first commanding officer, and my first post. Several years later, I met the yeoman, first class. He was still a first class at Guam. And he said, Mr. Nauer, what are you doing here? And I said, same as you, serving out my time in a new assignment. He goes, well, you remember who I am, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. And he goes, this is where they sent me basically to protect me. And so with that, that's just another little tidbit about why when you're in the Navy and the military and private practice, whatever, you need to be honest and ethical and never commit a crime. Although the punishment Captain Courier got was nowhere what he should have gotten, it still was quite a slap in the face. And with that, Bob out.